What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Church Planning Sucks Podcast. This is Jess, your host. So glad you're with us for our fourth episode. Um, Today we're going to be getting super practical. Um, This is one of the best little um, shortcuts or advice I love to give church planners and church starters. Um, And so it may apply to you and be really helpful, or it could be small potatoes and not what you need. But here's what we did, and here's how we um, grew our launch team or startup team or whatever you may be calling it how we grew it through Instagram alone and how we did it for free. Um, So it's not super slick. Uh, It's a little tedious, but it has been successful for us in multiple different church works. And it um, worked well for us um, just uh, last year. So it's not like a super outdated thing. Obviously, Instagram is not as strong as a platform maybe as it used to be. But for the audience that we were going after, it still really worked well for us. Um, And I think this uh, little bit of um, shortcut can be applied to really any uh, social media platform, uh, whether that's TikTok or Facebook or some other new thing that um, I'm not cool enough to know about. But we just used Instagram um, and really focused on that. And so for us, the first thing we wanted to do is make sure that we had some solid branding and this, that it looked good. Um, so that can, you guys may be way past the branding stage where you may be very much still trying to figure that out. Um, and branding does matter. Um, I think the key thing to remember here is that we're not selling a brand um, and we're not selling anything actually. You know, we are inviting people in to the story in the way of Jesus. Um, but branding does matter. I mean, looking good and catching people's attention and especially in the social media space, um, good branding goes a long way. So for us, we started out, we hired a designer, um, and went through that process with them and paid some money to get it done. And at the end of it all, we just weren't stoked on what we got. And so it's like, okay, shoot, we got to figure this out, but we can't spend that kind of money again. So I just thought I can do this. Uh, I can absolutely do this. So just uh, having Photoshop uh, is a really helpful tool for making good social media. Um, even if you don't know much about it, um, simply just putting text over a picture, um, and specifically a picture that you took, will go a lot farther than stock photos. Um, I see a lot of churches just using stock photos of people and different things. And you know, you're like, those aren't your people. That's not real. Um, Even though the pictures that you may take, and honestly, an iPhone will take incredible photos and do so much more than you think. I swear, I run this church simply on my iPad uh, or on my uh, my iPhone. And um, you can do it too. Um, But I'm all about using our own footage and pictures and that could be anything it just be pictures of your city pictures of people that are in this with you but I think real authentic photos go a lot farther than stock footage so that's just uh, my opinion on stock footage. of course stock footage can come in amazing ways and work really awesome but I think we should lean into trying to create our own content and something as simple as just throwing some words over a good picture will make a great Instagram post, especially if it's communicating 
your heart and your vision and why this new work even exists. And so once you get your branding and just kind of get a feel for your content that you're creating, now comes the trying to find followers part. And if you look at um, a lot of new church plants, of course, we don't have a lot of followers because nobody knows about us. Nobody knows we existed until this moment. And so here is what we did to um, gather our core team through Instagram. And so what we simply did was we would go to into Instagram. We would search for accounts that were local. So for us, I'm going to use uh Dino's Burgers. It's this um, place that sells um, this red chicken. That's what they call it. It's got this sauce on it. It's red chicken. And it is like an East LA staple. And so we, what we did is, so we chose them because they were a local account. And then we went into their followers. And so our hope was that most of these followers of this really small independent place would be local. So what you do is you kind of just start spamming following people. So literally, I just follow, 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 and hoping that the majority of those folks are local. And so like, let's just say, uh, if you follow 100 people, um, you're gonna get about, I would say, maybe five or 10 follow backs per 100 people that you follow. Then, out of those five or 10 followbacks, almost um, without fail, there would be one or two people that would connect with us. And so that's all we did. And we would do that over and over and over again, every single day. Now you have to be careful about how many people you follow. And also part of this is unfollowing people because you don't want um, there's a max amount of people that you can follow and you don't want your follow and unfollow level to look so um, mismatched. Um, so that's what something I was always working was to keep it somewhat equal and not be too far apart from one another. Um, so you can only unfollow uh, 150 people a day to be safe. Otherwise you'll get um, put on like a Instagram pause for uh, maybe like a week. They'll kind of um, can discipline you for doing that. They want to make sure just random people aren't spamming. But I think with this kind of thing, it's really organic and natural. So what's happening is as you follow people from local accounts, they're getting an indicator that says, hey, LA Church is now following you. Now, most people are like, what? Don't care. But a handful of those people are going to be interested in click and then they're gonna decide if they're gonna follow you back. Now, once they start following you, the goal is what is your funnel into your community? What are you pointing people towards? And so for us, we started um, trying to recruit people onto what we called the startup team. And um, this did not work well for us, and I'll tell you why. Um, as I was inviting people, I thought startup team sounds a little better than like launch team or something like that. It seemed like it fit with, you know, just internet culture and startup culture. I thought, oh, people will find this more familiar. Um, but as we went along with that for the first few months, as I was meeting with people and talking with people, what I realized was I was talking to this couple who um, we had been hanging out with for a little while and they... 
after like multiple hangouts and different things, they said, hey, we decided we want to join the startup team. And to my surprise, I had thought they already had. Um, but so we just started to talk about it a little bit. And what I discovered in that conversation was they were a little nervous and scared about what it meant to join the startup team. Um, they were, um, you know, coming out of some church hurt and some different things like that, but they were really wanting a home church and wanted to invest in a place um, that they could feel at home. And um, what they said was that the startup team was a little ambiguous and they were not sure what it required of them. And so it kind of scared them off a little bit. So we made a pivot right then and right there where we stopped inviting people onto our startup team. And what we did was we started asking people to RSVP to our first service. And as soon as we made that shift from inviting people onto our startup team to RSVP to our first service, our numbers and engagement shot through the roof. Like just exponential growth compared to what we were getting from trying to invite people to the startup team. Now, obviously, you need people to buy in into a startup team. But we found that that language was creating a barrier for making the connections that we actually needed to grow our startup team. So as people would RSVP, they are whatever your funnel looks like. But for us, it was, you know, give us your phone number, your email, and uh, we'll be in contact. We're so glad that you RSVP'd to our service. So what I would do is then reach out through email and text or one or the other, and I would say, hey, we're so glad that you're coming to our first service. This is super exciting. Thank you for taking a chance on a random church like this. And then I would try to see if they were interested in jumping on a phone call or meeting up for a coffee or lunch. And that just became such a good way for us to connect with people. We were getting so many more connections, calls and coffees just by simply having people RSVP instead of jumping into something that sounds like it's going to require a lot, like a startup team. And so what we found is as people RSVP'd, their interest was already peaked. They were already curious about what was going on. And then having the pastor contact them and connect with them like that, that helped us grow our startup team. And we were able to launch our first service with like 100 folks. And it was all because of Instagram. And so we continue this practice uh, today. And so I don't do it as intensely as I did in the beginning, um, but I really should because if I go in and I begin to follow the followers of local accounts, um, our follow numbers just grow. And as we do that, we see um, anywhere between like four and seven new people a week. Um, no joke, like literally we see so many new people come in and I always ask the question, hey, how did you hear about us? And almost 99% of the time, I know what their answer is going to be. And they're going to say, Instagram, you followed me on Instagram. And so that's what we have done. And that's how we have um, become um, a thriving community when we started out with literally just me and my family and our dog and our cats. And we didn't have anybody 
But after doing this over and over again, it's how we found our worship pastor and some of our core team and leaders that are now helping lead LA Church. It just simply came through um, following them on Instagram. Now, I think we would probably um, be more successful if we expanded this to Facebook and TikTok and all those things. Um, But as a co-vocational pastor, who, by the way, is recording this in his car in a parking garage, um, I can see the Hollywood sign from here at my hospital. And um, so co-vocational, you just do what you got to do. And that's one of the things where no matter what you're doing, you can always have your phone with you. And there's always small breaks in your day where you can jump into whatever social media platform and begin to just follow people and connect with people. And of course, you're going to get some people who are upset that a random church has just followed them. They're usually like, what the hell is this? Why is the church following me? Um, But oftentimes they will write you a message to let you know that they're confused why you followed them. And then you get to start a conversation. And so like we had one guy who... um, well, we had one guy who wrote us a message and I think all it said was hail Satan 666 and, uh, which I immediately like, I was like, Oh, I got to connect with this guy. Right. And so it's just, was like, Oh, I got to be friends with you. Uh, but yeah, you'll get weird messages. You'll get people who reach out and be like, Hey, this was, uh, unexpected. Or also some people will say, Hey, this kind of triggered me. You should rethink how you do this. And that is something you need to keep in mind, especially for people who have experienced religious and spiritual trauma and hurt. Um, But oftentimes, even in that critique, which is a real critique, like maybe we should not be doing that, but we do usually get to start a conversation and um, it ends up turning out okay. Um, But for us, this is how we have just consistently Um, seen growth and made new connections was just simply from following people every single day and then also slowly unfollowing people, um, which is okay. You can go into your followers or who you follow and there will be a little section there that says um, least interacted with. So I usually use that as my unfollow and um, I do about 150 people a day and then I try to follow as many people as I can until Instagram says, hey, that's a little too much, let's take a break. But for us, it has been just huge success. Um, Now you'll have to decide if you want to um, follow people from other churches. Um, I think that's a personal decision, whether or not you feel that's ethical or not. Now, when you have a lot of larger churches or even other churches that have thousands of followers, but only have a few hundred people, um, there's a lot of people within their followers that are not connected to a church. So you can think about that. Uh, For us, we just tried to avoid it as much as possible and stick to, um, you know, parachurch organizations or like our city has um, a pretty active Instagram called Christians of LA and they have a lot of followers. And so we followed a lot of people from there and got a lot of people into our community through that. Um, so really it just takes, um, some work of getting to know the landscape of your city and your neighborhood and who exists on social media. Um, but if you get in there and start interacting with people and just letting people know that you're there, it will work and it's totally free. We also experimented with some like ads on Instagram and things like that, but they're not targeted enough to work 
very well, at least for us. Um, and I think one of the proofs of that is on my, um, personal Instagram, I get ads from churches, like especially around Easter from churches in different States. And I'm just like, man, this, uh, the algorithm is not pinpointing the right audience here. Um, so for us, we just found it was best to just kind of do it ourselves, go into local accounts, follow their followers. And out of those followers, you will get follows. And out of those follows, you will get people who will be interested in connecting with you. And this is where having a really solid pipeline from first contact to second, third, to coming to church, to getting involved. If you have a solid um, just pipeline leading to connection, as easy as it can be for the people who are engaging with you, um, it'll go a really long way for you. And so I love telling people about this little hack. Like I said, it's not slick. It's a little tedious. Um, I'd say it takes about 30 minutes a day. Um, if you want to kind of do it well, maybe an hour, you could do a lot more. Um, but for me, I try to just commit 30 minutes a day to following, trying to connect with people, make sure I'm interacting with posts and liking other people's posts. All of that interaction goes a long way to get you more views on your Instagram because the algorithm's kind of funky. So like we have, I don't know, we're getting close to like 5,000 followers. Um, but of course those 5,000 people do not see our content. Um, only like, uh, small percentage of them do because Instagram's not like it used to be where you see everything from who you follow. Um, I wish literally if there was, if they had like a membership thing where you could just pay to have all your followers see your content, I would pay whatever that price is. Um, but right now that doesn't exist. So you just got to do the hard work of making your social media as sticky as possible. Um, and I know sometimes it feels a little grimy in church planning. It can feel like we're selling ourselves or, you know, just selling something in general. And that always feels kind of gross to me. Um, so I think that goes back to what we've been talking about. As long as you're authentic and you are yourself. And I think too, with your design and your branding and your content, have fun with it be weird. Don't look like every other single church in your city. Be weird. You are unique. You are you. So let your design speak that uniqueness and that weirdness, however it may come out. And I think you're going to have a lot more connections when you're creating authentic. And sometimes it's okay to push the boundaries with your Instagram just to get some people uh, involved. Um, but of course that is for you and your team to figure out. Um, so anyway, that was just my little bit of knowledge on how we grew our startup team, um, from zero to thriving. And, um, anyway, I hope this is helpful for you. Uh, if you have any questions, of course, about social media or any of our techniques, we would love to talk to you. Feel free to shoot us a DM or an email at churchplanningsucks at gmail.com. Um, but thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, one other resource that I will share with you that has been helpful to me has been um, Donald Miller um, and his um, whole crew um, of marketing made simple. Um, they have a specific podcast called marketing made simple, and that's been really 
helpful for me of just kind of um, giving me some insight on how to do this better as I'm learning how to become a professional marketer as a church plant. Um, His main podcast is Business Made Simple. And that's just a really helpful thing. They have a lot of tools and resources to help you dial in your web presence, whether that's through your website or your social media and creating that pipeline. Um, they, he has some incredible books and some like different worksheets on his website that will really help you dial in your messaging and your branding. Um, but once you have that, you got to get followers. And so for us, that's just simply the... A little bit annoying, but super effective um, power of just random follows on Instagram. So I hope you get all the follows and all the new members and new guests that you could possibly want. I hope this is helpful for you. I know it will be for um, those of us out there starting um, with a small amount of resources. Uh, This is a really helpful way to take you a long way without a lot of money and um, yeah you guys can do this you're doing good wherever you're at know that God's proud of you even if you think man I don't know if I can do this or pull this off just keep going because um, we need good news in this world and people need to hear about the way of Jesus and uh, the thing that we are always saying is Jesus is so much better than we've been told and so you can do that through your social media and um, it's not just about growing your church but it's about sharing the good news that people are good that they are loved and that they belong so um, follow us please consider leaving a review um, on whatever platform you are listening to us and um, share with your friends if you know any church planners who need some um, advice and some community Um, because the only way we make it is together. And I think sharing our knowledge and our scars and our learned lessons, whether good or bad, um, can save a lot of people and a lot of time. Um, So, blessings to y'all. We love you. And we'll talk to you next week when we drop our podcasts on Tuesday and Thursday. Peace.